Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for those who have tuned in to this week's podcast. We pray for the family of Jimmy Giles and his wife, Jean. Jimmy was a high school basketball teammate of mine, and he lost his battle with cancer. We lift up the family of the recent rash of shootings. We pray the blood of Jesus over stroke. We pray that your word will go forward. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In the name of the King of Israel, Jesus Christ, amen. For the last two weeks, we discussed the spiritual blessings found in Ephesians chapter 1. The Jewish and Greek converts in Ephesus lived different lives after their conversion. This week, I want to examine Ephesians, the second chapter, closely. Listen to verses 1 through 3. And he made you alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as others. My brothers and sisters, we were in the same condition as the Jews and Greeks in Ephesus. We were spiritually dead, all of us. And although we were physically alive, we were spiritually dead. We were unable to do anything holy. We were the walking dead. And our lives were spent in our trespasses, which means that we were in rebellion to God. And we spent our lives in our sins, which means that we missed the mark of God's standards. The sad part is, we were dead, and we didn't even know we were dead. Yet, we were conscious rebels who had no regard for God and His Word. Those who are physically dead cannot communicate with anyone. Those who are spiritually dead cannot communicate with God. Paul is teaching the difference between your former self, dead in your sins, and what God does, makes you alive. Thank God. The reason for the former life of sin is the influence of this world, which is the fallen creation, a corrupt society, and the rebellion against God that it presents. Also, another reason for the former life of sin is Satan, described in verse 2 as the prince of the power of the air. Some are quick to say the devil made me do it, and he does place temptations in front of us, but verse 3 places the responsibility squarely on those who live by the nature of lust, doing whatever our minds tell us to do, regardless of the consequences, which resulted in God's anger being focused on the sin. Notice that I said his anger was focused on the sin. He loves the sinner, but he hates the sin. There could be some collateral damage as God deals with the sin. That collateral damage is often the sinner who is present when God decides to punish sin. The city of Sodom was to be destroyed in Genesis 19 verses 1 through 29, and Lot warned the two men who were pledged to be married to his daughters to get out of Sodom, but they thought he was joking. The next day, Sodom was destroyed. 
My point is that when you are warned to flee from sin and you don't, you may be part of the collateral damage. Ephesians 2 verses 4 through 6 says, But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you are saved. And raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. God's great love and mercy was offered to the Ephesian Christians, and it is offered to us. Why? Because of his great love for us. And because he loves us so much, he has done three things for us. First, he made us alive with Christ. While our sins make us spiritually dead and separate us from God, the resurrection of Jesus allowed God to share in Christ's life. When he does that, we are no longer alienated from God. We are saved by grace. Second, he raised us up with Christ. We experience the resurrection of Christ in the spiritual realm as we are raised up from our sin death and given new life through Jesus. Although we must live on earth, we also live with Christ as part of his kingdom. Third, God has seated us with Christ, meaning we will be resurrected from the dead just like Christ, we will be positioned in heaven just like Christ, and we are destined to be seated at the head of the table just like Christ. My Christian companions, by being joined with Christ means we have the power to effect change on the earth. We are not made alive just so that we can sit back and wait for Jesus to take us to heaven. It means that we are representatives of the kingdom and have the full authority of the king. Opportunities to serve spring up every day. We need to recognize them and move in the spirit. Verses 7 through 10 in chapter 2 of Ephesians reads, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Folks, in the future eternity state, God will show all his creation the riches of his grace. The riches are expressed in God's kindness to us through Jesus Christ. This is true salvation. Think about what he has done. With his love for us, he took those who were spiritually dead and made them spiritually alive. Remember, if you are spiritually dead, you have no connection with God. He loves us so much and he wants to connect with us so much that he made us alive so that our spirit can connect with his spirit through Jesus Christ. What a wonderful plan. My comrades for Christ, we could not make our own selves alive spiritually as most of the world does not know that they are spiritually dead. Did you know that you were spiritually dead? I for sure did not know. If you are physically alive, your thoughts are on physical, not spiritual. So, my friends, if we were dead and God stepped in and by his own good will made us alive and placed us in Christ, that's called a gift. We didn't do anything for the gift. It was given to us, and that gift is called grace. 
When we believe that God has done all this for us, it's called faith. Put it all together, and we are saved by faith. If we could save ourselves, we would brag about our ability to save ourselves. But since it is a free gift from God, we cannot take credit for it. My brothers and sisters, God has work for us to do. What he wants are workers for the kingdom building area of the ministry. Are you ready to work in the kingdom here on earth? You don't have to look very far to find a need. And when you find a need, fill it. This is the life God created for us, to obey his direction while serving the family of God. When we are made alive spiritually, we become his handiwork. We are a thing of his making. You are no accident. You were made by God to do good. As much as we may try, we can only do good works once we are a new creation. In our past lives, when we were spiritually dead, it was often our own works that got us into trouble in the first place. Paul thought he was doing God a favor when he was Saul as he rounded up Christians and approved their murders. Yet, after he was saved, Paul was doing what God wanted him to do, and that was to be an apostle to the Gentiles and converting them to Christianity. Paul found his calling. Have you found yours? My friends, God has reserved a job for you in the kingdom before the beginning of time. Some people live their entire lives without serving their calling because they decided to please friends and family and not God. Our new lives are based on obedience to God, not pleasing ourselves. God did not make you alive just so that you would go back to your old ways. He made us alive for himself. Let's pray. Father, thank you for making us spiritually alive. Help us to hear your voice so that we obey what you have set before us and do the good works that you have for us through Christ. We pray for my uncle, Reverend Earl B. Raglan, who was taken to the hospital yesterday. And we pray these things in the name of the Anointed One, Jesus Christ. Amen. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request as well as your praise reports to our email address, which is hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.